another edition of Trinity Radio. I'm Jonathan Pritchett, and along with me is Braxton Hunter. And before you say anything else, Jonathan, uh, somebody type a Y to let us know that we are being seen and heard because we had a little bit of last-minute mic issues. As you can see, we are fortunate enough because of one of our patrons to have two Sure SM7B top shelf mics, but for some reason one's not working. So here we are uh, using the same mic. So I want to make sure that we can be heard somewhat well. So somebody just type a Y and let us know. Um, and I don't see anyone typing anything yet, but maybe there's a bit of a delay. All right. So um, Shannon Q. Shannon Q says that. Okay, Y. They can hear us and see us. Shannon Q says. Um, I have money on 1.75 hours. Don't let me down. You're going to be let down. Pritchett, I didn't tell you this ahead of time, but we need to plan to spend no more than five minutes on each of these APs. Right. So we're going to go 1.74. Yeah. And let her down, (laughs) man. That's terrible. All right. So uh, glad you guys are all here. Thanks for showing up. Pritchett, any other introductory remarks? You haven't been on in a couple of videos. Yeah, I'm glad to be in here. Yeah. Finally, in the office. Yeah, I've been doing these things sitting on the floor at my house, you know, with yeah. in the Trinity Radio, the old Trinity Radio studio, we have these stools and I had my phone up on the stool and I was sitting on the floor with the stool uh, holding up my phone against my dresser. Yeah. Of my dresser. It's, it's yes, we all know. Yeah. Terrible. We could all see that. Yeah. So I'm glad to be sitting in a chair with better posture. Than Godless me. engineer saw his picture in the thumbnail and has turned up to say that we're not social distancing. Uh, we don't even social distance where we live. We live like right on top of each other right. on the Google so, Maps. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. All right. Um, so thank you guys for being here, especially those of you atheists who have shown up. I want to say from the beginning that to anyone who is a first-time listener to our show, though we get snarky sometimes, particularly my um, beautiful, thin, muscular co-host, Jonathan Pritchett, uh, the reality is that we love atheists, we love Muslims, we love Hindus, we love but primarily on this show, we focus on uh, atheists, at least we have for the past yeah. year or so. I wonder if they're here because they saw their faces on the picture, the atheists. That That's what I said, yeah. Yeah, it's – yeah. Okay. And so, uh, but, you know, content creators are narcissistic, just like us. Yeah. So that can happen. But I, I want to be clear here that though we may say some things – godless engineer, I'm looking at you, kid – and others, we may say some things that may not sound – um, too complimentary at times, that's not our goal. We want to be um, kind and friendly, and the things that we say, we, we want you to know that regardless of whether you agree with the underlying reasons why we feel the way we do about this, we love you and we care about you, and if you're a listener, we're glad you're here. Even the angriest and most vicious of commenters, we care about and God loves. So, with that, uh, let's jump in. So what we're going to do here is, Jonathan, this is actually your idea. Do you want to say why you came up with this idea and how I augmented it? I came up with this idea because we were talking about what we're going to do for a show, and I had no other idea other than, well, let's talk about YouTube uh, atheist content and uh, what the best way is for uh, what to make of them, kind of. Just in generally. Yeah, and then I said, well, you know what we really could do is I think that the church um, doesn't really um, understand YouTube, generally speaking. Yeah. You know, my our pastor went to a conference not too long ago and said that the, the fact is every church ought to have a studio of some sort to make Internet content. And so as a result, what I wanted to use this video for is kind of also to speak to our audience and to perhaps the atheists there that might take our thoughts seriously, but also – 
um, to, uh, to, to, to have a video to recommend to pastors, youth pastors, parents, and others to kind of explain what the field is on YouTube, what's out there, and how atheists yeah. are functioning in different ways. Yeah, you say, you say that about pastors, and that has never been more obvious than now that they've had to become YouTube evangelists as well as yeah. pastors trying to broadcast their sermons during the quarantine. And uh, some of them are obviously more adept than others, and a lot of them aren't. This was entirely new for the pastors trying to be um, doing their sermons online for those who are stuck at home. So Yeah, and somebody says that our sound is way too low. I turned up the gain a little bit. Maybe that'll help a little bit. Uh, maybe you guys can let us know. Sorry about that. Yeah. All right, uh, so uh, if you can't hear us at all, then, then great. If not, we'll just be talking to ourselves. So uh, let's go ahead and jump right in. The first person that we're going to highlight is a man called Anthony Magnabosco. Um, and uh, Magnabosco, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, is one of the well-known street um, epistemologists. Uh, I think he might, I think he's responsible for popularizing it to the degree that it has been popularized. And it's very much like a skeptic's response to the kind of street preaching. Now, we don't mean like sandwich board type street preaching, but street evangelism that you get from certain individuals. We have a student here, Dylan Simmons, who does a lot of this. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like that. Uh, go out, talk to people. And of course, we don't make any bones about we're trying to convince you that Christianity is true. And because we think it represents the truth about reality, but we're willing to answer questions and explore those ideas with you. This is kind of the other side of that. Although Magna Bosco has said in other videos, my, I'm just I'm just trying to explore why people believe what they believe and see if they have good reasons for believing what they believe. And I think he said uh, when he was on the atheist experience with Cosmic Skeptic, he said uh, that, that the idea is that he doesn't want to um, give big arguments or anything like that. It's more of a kind of question asking, maybe a Socratic sort of a situation. So let's go ahead and watch a short clip and it will be short and then we'll come back. The idea here with street epistemology, which is what I'm doing, is to take a statement or a view or a belief, something that you think is true and explore it with you by asking questions. Okay. So maybe you think Ojo is real. Ever hear that? Yes. Okay. Or gender is a social construct. Vaccines cause autism. That's not true. Karma, gods. We take something that you think is true and explore it together. Figure it out. Like, what exactly are we talking about? Why do you think it's true? How did you conclude that it, those are good reasons for thinking that it's true? Does that sound like something interesting oh, to do? That sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of cute. I'm like... I'm also a little nervous. Yeah, so um, first thing to note is that when you hear people talking about professors like From God's Not Dead, uh, obviously one of the finer films ever to be produced, uh, but uh, listen. Kevin Sorbo, the Kevin Sorbo, actually, one thing I like about that movie is at my community college, uh, I started my academic career at a community college, by the way. Well, I started my, my vocational training at a barber college and then went to... Uh, community college got an associate, said, ah, oh, that was fun, let's go get a bachelor. Said, ah, oh, that was fun, go get a master's. Ah, oh, that was fun, go get a doctor. But at the community college I started at, Pulaski Technical College, Lyndall Rowe was my uh, introductory to philosophy professor. And yes, those God's not dead, stereotypical, I want to bash Christianity types um, are uh, 
They're out, out there. there. I had yeah. a professor like that as well. But what oh, and people Linda need- Rowe, if you're watching, I'm glad you got fired because you sexually harassed a student. Okay, next. All right. Well, I just want to say, for the record, I have no idea what he's talking about and can't Would you endorse like the me? statement. Well, no, 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 no. I don't want to go into it. Oh, I want to, Google Lyndall what? Rowe and what he said to a student, what he okay. asked a female student okay. in class okay. in front of everybody. Okay. But what I want to terrible. say, what I want to say here is, it's not just the professors. It's also people like uh, other students and perhaps people that are doing some street epistemology that might show up and say, hey, why do you believe what you believe? Do you have good reasons to get there? Occasionally, Magnum Bosco will run into someone who is familiar with Christian apologetics and somewhat adept at it. And those are the more interesting conversations to me. But it's just another reason to be, you know, we need more apologetics. We need more uh, exploration of these things in church so that uh, when we get out there, we can at least, I mean, I would think the atheists would at least agree um, even if you think we're indoctrinating people and all the rest, the idea is at least then the conversation could be had yeah, at in, a higher level. Indoctrination never happens on the other side, right? Yeah. It's always the religious people. It's not, not our education systems, public university systems and all that. But. So be aware, we won't spend too much time on Magna Bosco, except to just say he has popularized what is known as street epistemology. Yeah. And uh, be aware that that is happening. It's, yeah, this, it's kind of like what? Well, it's kind of like the Ray Comfort of atheism right yeah so and it's and a lot of it has to do with um yeah if you're googling it google lindell Rowe, l-y-n-d-e-l-r-o-e plasky technical college you got fired for this isn't maury povich man i know but still it's a worldview show yeah exactly and 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 of course not all atheist stereotypical professors of intro philosophy classes end up getting fired but this one did um but yeah worldview does play a part of that because anyway so um is it's this question kind of thing, this this exploration thing. Ray Comfort does the same thing. Ask people what they believe and why they believe it. Um, interesting. His sample questions are about the vaccine thing. My Facebook feed has been going crazy with the tinfoil people about Bill Gates and vaccines for this and how it's going to depopulate the planet and all that stuff. It drives me nuts. But um, what he wants to get to is why do you believe in God? You know, or or something like that. Um, same way Ray Comfort wants to know why people don't respond yes. to christianity whatever. and i think the reason it's so yeah. popular is because it is an easily reproducible format yeah now it's not a personality driven type thing anybody could do it yeah so. but but one of the things that you would read in like a, a greg kokel's tactic books or something like that is to not always be the one having to answer all the questions right because that that will put you on on a defensive footing for you to justify every every uh answer that you give uh, you you, you want to make them have to answer questions, too. All right, so, so let's move yeah, on. And I've to... raised the audio levels on the video, someone yeah. said. And uh, the next is our old friend Pine Creek, who, by the way, as of just about 20 minutes ago, was still doing a video about me. Yeah, So because uh, he loves you. Man. He Pine Creek loves us. He just lo- he, he, he loves me a little bit more. Particularly you, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the way he says my name can be a little bit creepy, but... Uh, he he is my biggest fan, and I want uh, Pine Creek to know that I, uh, I appreciate yeah, he him Yeah, he said, much. I'm yeah. under the control of Satan on Twitter, and I was yeah. like, well, you're at least like volunteer laborers. So <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's go on. Yeah. Are there any answers out there? Of course there's answers out there, Tim Barnett. There's answers out there for the doubting Mormons, for the doubting Muslims. There's always answers out there. The, the Christian has to ask themselves, how do I lower my biases? What's the worst that could happen? How can I look at this without being fearful of my parents being disappointed in me or um, me going to hell. 
Yeah, so there's currently, Jonathan, 14 thumbs up for us and yeah. one thumbs down for Pine Creek. So uh, just <laughs> people to know. Um, but listen. Don't thumbs down, Pine so, Creek. So, so, so here we go. So uh, Pine Creek was yeah. really maybe responsible in part for this being now pretty well an atheist response channel. Yeah. And the reason is not because it's all about him, but it was because... When I had my debate with Dillahunty a year ago, the first there were two response videos that came out that I became aware of about the same time. Mm. One was um, one was Doug Pine Creek, his name's Doug, yeah. and the other one was Godless Engineer, who I think's name is John. But I could see be you're already being more respectful in this video. You haven't called him Pine Sol or. <laughs> Some people thought that was disrespectful, and so I, I backed off. Uh, but but anyway, um, Man, so, this a outrage culture. You're being uh, so uh, yeah. But you know, this is our thing. I'm the straight. Do you know what people guy. say what about us in the say? comments? I, I'm the straight guy. You're the funny guy. People want. Yeah, I'm the dumb guy. Right. That's fine. Okay. Right. So uh, so anyway, he so, called me dumb. It's fair game. So Pine Creek is yeah. kind kind of what he does is. He, again, like Magna Bosco, I would call both of these people psychologizers. Yeah. I have a video, I'll link it later in the, in the show notes, should have already, that, that breaks down how I categorize these different people. And uh, I think that both of these guys are psychologizers. And by that, I mean, they're not usually given these big arguments. Pine Creek's famous thing is he comes up with these analogies. Like, would you believe in a man, if I said a man, someone saw a man fly? And this happened uh, 150 years ago. Multiple people, you know, saw a man fly. Yeah. Would you believe, you know, it's supposed to be like a parallel to, would you believe a man raised from the dead like Jesus? Right. And so he does those kinds of things. Those and, analogies. Um, so he's the atheist equivalent of Leighton Flowers then, because Leighton Flowers uses a lot of analogies. And people I'd like you to look yeah. at the screen and, and feel your yeah. heart warmed. I don't think Pritchett is dumb, Godless Engineer says. So um, the thing the thing that, that about Pine Creek is, uh, and this could be controversial, uh, but I'm just going to say it because I think it's true. He, I think, is a smart guy. I think he's probably got a relatively high IQ. That's not the part I meant was controversial, although maybe. Um, what I mean is controversial is I think he takes a lot of the same ideas that come from uh, the, the atheist comment type stuff. Because, of yeah. course, this video that came out today, we were listening to it on the way over here, and he he gave voice to some of the very thoughts that are in the atheist comments already on the video. Yeah. And so they're not the sort of, you know, complex sort of responses that you would get from some of the other people we're going to cover in a bit, but he gives voice to it in kind of a reasonable common sense sort of guy, middle-aged guy sort of way. And obviously you were saying something about how this, these weren't difficult, the things he was raising. Right. One of the things that I noticed about when we were, we were listening to it. And of course, every time he'd play you and then he would say something uh, and then we would flippantly shoot it down within 10 words or fewer. Cause it's not really a lot of substance, which surprises me because I think his shows in the past actually had more substance than they've been having lately. So um, but the more he leans into the very kind of description that you're giving him now, the less substantive his show has become because it becomes more about uh, anecdotes and analogies. And, and, you know, you know, I've heard his responses to you and and even in resp responses to me saying what we know, you know, and 
and you believe that because, and, and you know, it's it's psychologizing, right? And I'm going to tell you why you're thinking the way you are, right? Because right. because he more than you knows why you think the way you right. Yeah. So ridiculous. That, but now here's the problem for those that may be interested in what's going on with YouTube atheism is the the most of the stuff like I enjoy listening to a show. One of the reasons I enjoy listening to you. Yes, I, your guilty pleasure, isn't it? It's, it's my like, guilty pleasure. It's like pleasure. listening to you. No, you actually like it. I like listening to, the, to yeah. him because, the, the, for one thing, I can't believe, I, and I mean this as respectfully as I can, I can't believe some of the responses. And it, I'm always tempted every time to make a response video. Yeah. And so I have to really resist. Um, but, uh, you know, I, these are not hard things to shoot down. But for somebody who is not aware of some of these apologetic ideas or what skeptics say, like someone who's experiencing doubt and goes to the internet for the first time and ends up somewhere like Pine Creek, they're, they're not at all prepared. They don't, they don't, you know, because mockery is a powerful force for convincing people of things. And that's not always a bad thing, by the way, if you think I'm being too critical, um, David Wood is well known for mockery. The thing is you need to have some good substance, some good solid material behind the mockery I'm not sure that happens as much as, as we would hope. All right, yeah. so um, so let's move on. The next one is, hey, it's you, godless engineer, and here it and goes. And since the Bible is the holy word of God, it cannot be wrong. It says so in the Bible, by God. So obviously God is all powerful. I mean, just look at Jeremiah 1:27. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? No, G-Dog, nothing's too hard for you. All right. You know what's great about that is that the impersonation coming, I'm actually from Arkansas, as a lot of our viewers know, and he does a pretty good, you know, Arkansas deacon type voice for, for Southern Baptists. So um, props for that one. Yeah, I, I've met that guy. Yeah. Um, so looks looks pretty close too. You yeah. Know? So, so, so first of all, as a person from the South, Ha 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 ha! Yeah, uh, I mean, you're you're not. It's not a bad impersonation. Now, yeah, is God? Are you Southern? He is. I know where he lives. Oh, you know where he lives. I don't okay. know exactly, but but I he is he is a Southern. Okay, good. Yeah. So here, here's the thing. Well, no wonder he can do it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's Yankees saw this. don't he's, do it. Yeah, Yankees don't do Southern. Go to the local voices. gas station yeah. and you see that sort of right. thing. But here's the thing. Um, what, what I want you to understand about this is I think this is powerful. And the reason that it's powerful, as I said in a previous video, is mockery is a powerful, powerful force for changing people's minds. Yeah. And um, one thing that you said before, now, now obviously, as, as Pine Creek said about us, I'm the straight guy, you're the funny guy, you're Jerry Lewis, right? Yeah. But the thing about it is, uh, it's because you appreciate the fact that there's, we're always told in Christian apologetics, be winsome, be winsome, be winsome. <laughs> And you're like, no, be triumphalist, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when, here's a little secret for our atheist friends. When when you're listening to these apologists talk at like apologetics rallies and, and conferences and stuff, you'll always hear them say, and it's all in their books, you know, be winsome, and apologetics isn't about winning arguments. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Well, the Bible says and it's I about winning be arguments. Winsome. Yeah. We tear down arguments, right. but we also do want to see people come to faith in Christ. But here's the thing. He's, he's, uh, and we're coming to that godless engineer. Yeah, Just I don't, don't always mock either. But, 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 but here's the thing. You know? uh, he's in the chat for future people watching this. He's, he's, yeah. he's, 
arguing to us from the chat like I did on one of his videos. I don't only. But, but here's the yeah, thing. Yeah, and by the way, for both of y'all, just sit back. Yeah, enjoy the show. But here's the thing. Here's the, I mean, if you feel like... Uh, Again, it goes back to what you said, narcissism. I mean, that's what this if is. If you have to hit the keyboard, hit yeah. a super chat, man. Y'all are both <laughs> keyboard warriors on each other's comments. But listen, My listen, goodness, listen. goodness, you guys need so here's, more to do. Here's what I want you to get here. Here's what I want you to get out of this. That is powerful, and it does move people. Um, just flatly saying things and and saying how absurd things seem to you. That is very powerful. And it happens on both sides, but it happens far more on the atheist side. And frankly, that might be strategically a powerful move. Now, he mentioned he doesn't just mock. And that is true. Uh, Godless Engineer has spent a lot of time. I know at one time he was reading John Dominique Crossan. Um, I, I mentioned something about scholars one time. and He listed out a bunch of scholars. Um, I think he even has an app that he's part of that helps you locate mythicist scholars and, and things like that. So, All three of them. So, so, uh, he, so anyway, uh, he, he, is, he does do a lot of reading and, on, on these things. And, he, and, he, yeah. and I, think, I think there is, and it, this feels a bit odd because you're in the room, uh, Godless Engineer, but I think there is... No, I, t- I say anything with him here. I think I there's a desire to... That. I think there's a desire to move more toward that sort of thing in terms not just of what he's actually doing, but in terms of image. And I think that's a difficult thing to do, given that your audience is built on a certain type of approach and personality, and that's going to be a difficult thing. But to this point, what he represents, and I want people watching this in the future, is currently he represents probably more than this. As he said, he's not just this, and I want to be clear that he's not just this, but he is he is representative of the power of this sort of bombastic language and approach uh, in terms of convincing people. Yeah, I have a feeling, godless engineer, that your mother would not approve of some of the things that, that come out of you. Or well, at least your grandmother probably wouldn't. But, um, you know, I did not think I'd be talking about godless engineer's grandmother. I know that episode. my mom would just be... My mom's... I don't say anything untoward at all, and my mom's like, I can't believe you said that. She gets mad at me already. All so, right, uh, yeah. All right, let's let's go on to Shannon Q, who's also in the chat today. This is kind of fun with these. Wait, 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 wait. Someone, someone said, "I think Pritch was calling Braxton and tongue and cheek." No, I wasn't. That was super serious. <laughs> I didn't want to hide an intrinsic and integral part of myself anymore because I feared the repercussions that came with those misrepresentations and pronouncements. I didn't want anyone else to have to either. All right. First of all, Slam RN is absolutely right. Thank you for being here in the chat, Slam RN, and other mods that are here. She says, "Ring that bell, please. Ring that bell and like and sub." Listen. Okay. What's the show? Wait, hold on. Show, short commercial here. The fact is, we, you know, YouTube gave us more tools recently, and one of the tools that has now come to my attention is that we now can look at the comments and we can see who is a subscriber and who is not. And there's a lot of you folks that aren't subscribers. What's going on? Atheist, Christian, yeah. Hindu, if you're gonna Muslim. say mean things about us, at least give us a sub, if not a sub and a and a and a ring. Anyway, let's right. talk about Shannon Q. Because- she says it's a two-year-old video. Yes. Well, when I first uh, took that clip for another video, it was about a year ago. So <laughs> yeah. So what yeah. he's saying is production value low, being lazy, grab what he had already on file. It, 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 okay. All right. That's fine. Um, yeah, so so anyway, certainly uh, the nicest YouTube atheist out there in my estimation. The most nice. The th- and and the thing about and and even like when she and Paul Ogia 
did a video about me or in response to me kind of the other day. Yeah. Um, she, she said things like, you know, she'd get onto him for being too snarky or whatever. Yeah. And she'd say, look, Braxton's a nice guy. He sent me a, and I think I've done this for Shannon and for Godless engineer. When I, when I have a video response coming out, I send it ahead of time or at least let them know ahead of time. Um, and, and so they've been cool that way. But um, here's what I think Shannon does that is strategic and that I want pastors, youth pastors, people to be aware this sort of thing is out there. And she is, and I have every reason to believe she has the best of intentions with this. She is an advocate. I call, I call this sort of person, and maybe genetically modified skeptic as well, an atheist advocate. And, and what they do is they serve kind of as counselors. And, um, you know, like she said in that video, I, I experienced some bad stuff because of this. And I don't want anyone else to have to be that way either. And so she kind of, you know, opens up to people like that and, and serves kind of the role of, pastoral care, if I dare say, to people that are coming at, coming out of theism or out of Christianity. And so what, what I want to highlight here, and I did in my video, is there is an interconnected, I don't know if it's intentional or not, sort of a system that I think just emerges among these different approaches on YouTube where someone might end up, because of, say, Godless Engineer, doubting, uh, seriously doubting. They might go look at some other stuff. They might end up leaving the church or whatever. And then they're disillusioned, and so someone like Shannon Q's channel comes along and and gives them a sense of community, sense of camaraderie, and uh, so I think that there is kind of a, a you know a, a relationship there, a strategy that I don't know is intentional, but everyone is filling a role. The point being, if you're out there and you're think and you're looking at YouTube atheism, and you think, oh, it's just a bunch of griping, complaining, uh, you know, teenage pimple face kids, blah, blah, blah. Um, there is some of that, sure, on both sides, but yeah. this is much more of a well-orbed sort of an approach, and you need to know that uh, for what you do. So, um, so Yeah, anyway. speaking of which, are we going to do this for all the Christian YouTube channels out there and say what we think? We probably should. Yeah, um, and I'll, I'll be honest about those two. But yeah, um, th there's a place for that, I think. Uh, for, for you know, for for me, I, I always think about we as Christians. We know, especially if you've been in pastoral ministry, what it's like to come from a, a lifestyle of sin and uh, a lifestyle of rejecting God and and rejecting Christ and 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 living for self and and, and all of that. And so we know what it's like to talk through these kind of issues with people who are really struggling with. Uh, where they came from and what they're into now. And so there's a very powerful connection in that pastoral way, in that counselor type way um, that, that I think is actually, uh, you know, in, in the one sense, it's very commendable um, to be there to, to give that kind of sense of new community when you arrive. But in another sense, it's, it's, and forgive me for this, Shannon, but, but that's the, the thing I fear worse than like the godless engineer, you know, and the, the more outlandish, the, the typical stuff that you, there's a Twitter YouTube. post for yeah. you. Yeah. Jonathan Pritchett's more scared of Shane and Q than godless engineer. Absolutely. Because, because you know, there's going to be, if you read Facebook, Christians, atheists, Muslims, whoever, there are trolls everywhere. And there are people who want to do drive by, you know, uh, social dis or, or so, uh, social media posts where they just say something horrific and then leave. And I've seen Christians do that kind of thing. That's already out there plenty. And for some people, that's 
on all sides of this, they're not going to want to, they're not, they have no interest in that. That's not what they want to do. But what they are going to do is they are going to want to find something more substantive than, than somebody who's just keyboarding sky daddy all, all the time. You know, they want something more than that. And so, um, the people who probably have a little bit more sense and, and a little bit more reason, uh, and a little bit better temperament, they're going to go to people like Shannon Q and, uh, they'll find that you can have a, you don't have to be that kind of the pimple-faced whatever but here, you're talking but here, about. So. But here's the thing that I want to say on this. And I said it in the uh, the video where I get categorized. And, yeah. um, and, and that is that, yes, I think that each of these um, atheist YouTubers, though I don't think it's always the case or entirely the case, there is something good. There, there is a good motivation in the midst of all that's going on, even from a Christian perspective. There is something you're valuing that we also value that is good, like helping people in the midst of uh, psychological turmoil and all these kind of things. Right. But this is where this is where Tim Keller, yeah. uh, his approach, I think, comes in. And I was yeah. uh, people didn't like that. I said this in the original video, but it was that he says this great. He says, look, these folks are look are they're highlighting something good. But what uh, we as Christians want to affirm is that the fullest, first of all, from whence that comes and the fullest expression of it right. is found in the Christian worldview. Right. All and that's why I believe that Shannon's going to become a Christian one of these days. Yeah. And so is Godless Engineer. And Godless Engineer is going to be a loudmouth, weather long, red-faced evangelist. Yeah. And Shannon Q is going to be a like a... a He's like going to sound like the guy he parodied. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, truth, goodness, and beauty, all, all of it belongs to Jesus. So that, that sort of pastoral... Uh, that goodness about wanting to reach out to people and welcome them. That's the Jesus in you, Shannon Q. So you need to repent and believe the gospel. They're not listening to us anymore. They're having their own arguments in the chat. All right. So let's move on to rationality rules. Stephen Woodford, here we go. Over the next few weeks, I'm going to respond to some of Dr. William Lane Craig's most popular arguments and assertions. And I'm going to begin with just a few that he's made regarding causation and creation. All right, so I categorize rationality rules as an evidentialist, yeah. uh, along with cosmic skeptic. Um, and I, and by the way, I called Godless Engineer a provocateur evidentialist or an evidentialist provocateur because, like with temperament categories, for those that are familiar, I think that everyone, every atheist channel has a primary and a secondary. Yeah. <laughs> when I when I look at this this one though, I always think back to the picture of you in high school because, believe it or not, folks, he actually used to have long hair like that it was beautiful and then he went through his pine creek phase and then now he's at the bruce willis phase yeah <laughs> so. that's right <laughs> i lack hair yes yeah. um but uh yeah so so rationality rules has had a debate with um uh unbelievables justin Briarly. yeah and i have a response video to that on this channel Here's what I think about rationality rules. And this is the kind of a channel. And that type of evidentialist. Right, yeah. yeah. And, and of course, we have cosmic skeptics we're going to get to in a minute. Yeah. But I, I do like uh, responding to these guys probably more than most. Because there are certain, first of all, it's more my interest when someone is, a, is, is saying that their goal is to challenge the arguments that Christians raise um, or to present an argument in favor of atheism, which I understand that most of the atheist YouTubers, and this is important for people to hear, they don't take the uh, definition of atheism that says, uh, you know, we're maintaining the belief that God does not exist. It's not like an active disbelief. Uh, even though in the comments and the condescension and the mockery, it betrays a little bit of that, at least in the state of belief, it is, well, we just don't, we, j we haven't been convinced, we lack a belief, we don't believe, but it doesn't mean we're actively in disbelief. 
but whenever you have somebody like Rationality Rules who even taking that approach, which I think is what he holds, uh, challenges the arguments and maybe talks about some of the arguments that atheists will use, I enjoy those, Jonathan, because frankly, that's what the audience, I think our audience likes the most. That's what I enjoy doing the most. I enjoy digging into that stuff. But, well, you are an evidentialist. Uh, well, you're more of a classical apologist, but you use evidences. And rationality rules is talking about the very things that you are uh, putting forth in defense of the Christian faith. So obvi obviously for you, and this is this is for like all the budding apologists out there. Uh, this type of, of, of YouTube atheist is someone who, he may not buy into your arguments, but he's taking them seriously enough to respond to them. Now, he may not respond to them in a way that flatters the arguments in, in, in any sort of way. He may be very dismissive of them, uh, but there's also uh, a turnaround on, or a turnabout on that because uh, one of my favorite videos with this was when, uh, for a guy whose name was Rationality Rules, when What Do You Mean turned his own trading cards or his own game cards uh, that, that are all, you know, just lessons in basic logic back on him and the way it was devastating. But um, that was a powerful video. It was just hey, a thorough. That was a powerful video from What, what Do You mean? mean? Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, but the fact that he does address the arguments, whether or not he buy, you know, he even thinks they're good ones or not. Typically, he tries to be very dismissive of them, like there's nothing here, but at least it's close enough to what you're saying that if somebody's out there claiming to, to take it down, you, you, you need to respond to that, which is why yeah. I think yeah. you gravitate towards that because you're like, uh, no, you didn't. And here's why. Right. You know, the so. debunk, debunk. Now, uh, with, now he's the one who's the one that debunked, debunked, debunked. debunked. The and, Kalam Cosmo, yeah. And I'm and sorry. Nowhere close. I like rationality rules as a person from what I can tell. And I do think he's a smart guy. Uh, but I have to say the criticisms, particularly of the Kalam cosmological argument, uh, at least a couple of the criticisms are in William Lane Craig's uh, video that he gave at Biola, speech he gave at Biola, um, criticisms so bad I couldn't have made them up or something like that. So, uh, and it was as though nobody challenged it this way before. Um, all right, let's see. All these little pops are going to be on the video. Ah, that's all right. Um, and nah, it's got a good echo. And everyone was griping about my, um, my smoke detector though. I don't know if Shannon's mad at me or somebody. In the this comments, is, this but... is more frequent than my smoke detector going off in all of those videos. Uh, all right, let's, let's go on to genetically modified skeptic. And here he is. For this video, just know that my deconversion was not the result of some emotional crisis, but of careful, rational thought. However, where I found myself socially after that experience was a pretty terrifying place. I didn't know any atheists. Everyone I knew fervently opposed everything I stood for. And until I became willing to be a pariah as an open atheist, I'd be expected to base every facet of my life on something I thought was false. I chose not to come out as an atheist for quite a while, but we'll get to that more in a bit. After getting past the initial shock and terror of being as alone and vulnerable as I was, I began to more closely examine the actual cause of that isolation, and I got angry. I and everyone I knew had been taught all our lives that the people like the person I was in that moment were confused, broken, immoral, and not to be associated with. Now I knew that the basis of that teaching was a lie. Okay, um, so again, I would categorize uh, genetically modified skeptic, 
I think his name's Drew. The same way I would categorize Shannon, largely an activist atheist. You know, there's a guy, Think. He's the one that I. What's the guy's name? Think Club or is it Think Club? He's a big, big YouTuber. He's an atheist, but none of the atheist YouTubers I, like him. I know the ones that you show me. He did a response video to me, to that video where I categorized atheists not too long ago. And he, um, he was saying, Braxton, here's what you got wrong with this. All of them are all these things. And what's really funny, if he ever sees this, is he said, all of these atheists you're talking about are all of these categories. And he hit play, and I was like, on his video, he hit play, mm. and I was like, now, of course, all of these atheists are all of these things at some mm. level. But, of course, that was the point. Yeah, Think Club. Thanks, Brando. So, um, but what am I saying here? He's, he's an activist, and all of them are activists in a certain sense. But Drew, uh, Drew got into this because about the same time he, I think, it's been a while since I've heard his deconversion story, but about the time he was beginning to question Christianity, he was questioning the um, essential oils stuff that was being touted about by one of his family members, I think. And so he kind of likens it to, to that whole deal. And he's got videos on a lot of different things. Um, when I did, uh, I did a, <laughs> I did a response video to his whole channel basically in yeah. one video, but it was really his playlist on atheism, which he's changed that it's not a playlist anymore, but I couldn't find any responses to the arguments. I found two, um, responses to theistic arguments, but he brought in cosmic skeptic for one and rationality rules for another. Yeah. So that's one of the things I point out about an activist atheist might bring in yeah, I actually atheist. enjoy joy as far as just in a, in a, in a sense of finding tolerable uh, his videos more than many of these other ones. And that conversational way that he goes about it, I think, is why he's got a lot of viewers, because it's 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 kind of the 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 uh, the yang to the uh, yin of Godless Engineer. And I, and that may have something to do with why he's probably a bigger channel. I don't know, but yeah. But here, here's here's I think thing. that 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 approach that approach is is like with Shannon Q is one of the ones that I you know when insofar as I don't think about this stuff as much as you do because you live here. Uh, I'm the once a week guy, but um, of the ones that I've seen, no, you're more than that. Yeah, but not lately. I have to work, but of the ones that I've seen, those types, those kind of the conversationalists. It's more the ones that are more disarming, I think, are more effective, uh, especially with the whole former deconversion story, because these testimonies, like we said, the Ray Comfort approach, the, you know, the 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 out loud preacher type, the antithesis to that. You always find the, the testimony, you know, you always find these Christian trappings in reverse, like the bizarro world with these atheists are like. What made Christianity effective? Oh, they give personal testimonies. Oh, they get out loud and obnoxious and you know yell from the pulpit and all this to say outlandish things like the like the King James only fundamentalist types. And so you got the fundamentalist atheists like Godless Engineer would fall into that category with some of the way he he approaches his content. Um, you always you always find the mirror opposite the Ray Comfort epistem you know street questioning mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, with the epistemology. And that's you a always, really good point. You always find that they, they do the same things yes, that Christians do for the opposite. And that's a really good point yeah. for people that, that are not aware of the mission field that is yeah. YouTube. Now, if you atheists in the chat, oh, he's talking about a mission field now. Yeah, we're Christians. Expects us to say Christian stuff. Well, that's why they even say yeah. I'm an evangelist for atheism. Some right. of them said that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. what they, what they, they do. have a counterpart to everything we've got. Yeah, and, and so, it's very smart, too, because they're using language that people people are comfortable with. Now, what you I know? want you to see with the genetically modified skeptic here is his story, I think, mirrors a lot of the stuff 
that we see in the church where you've got a guy um, who was in the church in his fuller explanation, he uh, first began to doubt young earth creationism. So he became like an old earth creationism, but he says, I didn't, I try to push all my doubts aside. That's a big mistake. Those doubts aren't going to go away. Don't Dallas push Engineer, your doubts aside. Dallas Engineer, how am I? Fun? Because you preach your YouTube channel content in this very similar fashion. You know, I mean, with all all the antics and all of that, that it reminds me of the independent fundamentalist Baptist preachers who are overly animated and excited and all that. I mean, come on, you get your face. What's up, heathens and all that other stuff you get you, somebody you needs remind, to screen screen yeah, capture you remind me engineer, you need to screen in, in your behavior that's you remind me of a fundamentalist preacher that's what i'm talking about you, you have the same kind of um showmanship i guess we could call it yeah our stage presence or he's whatever. not talking about your beliefs man he's talking about your presentation yeah but here's the thing he you know he's going to take the video of you just doing that just then and use it as the intro to a video critiquing you Awesome. But, uh, Do but, it. But so anyway, I'm a narcissist more me, right? <laughs> so anyway, the, the point I want to make about him is don't push your doubts aside, address those, address those yeah. within the community of faith. And if you're an atheist, you say why? So you can get further indoctrinated. Well, if you address it within the community of faith, you, you have a better likelihood of hearing um, the, the actual best Christian responses to these things. So, uh, but but yeah, so so here's a guy, like you say, he is very, you know, he's an, he seemed, he's a nice guy. I'm sure he is a nice guy. Yeah. Shannon tells me he's a nice guy. Um, and and he, he looks wholesome. You know, he's, he's, he's uh, he and his wife both look very wholesome. Very, I mean, every, people can identify, well, if a guy like that with that haircut can can That's do this. That's, I, he, he's, he's the Cameron Bertuzzi of atheism, right, with the, with the best hair. He's got the best hair of the atheists. Man, I wonder what Cameron's going to think about that comment. No, Cameron's still got the best hair out of everybody. Yeah. Period. But all right. Um, so we've said enough about GMS. We've got we've got several videos yeah. on here. And I'm going to have one I think I'm going to come out next week on GMS. All right. So Paul Ogia. Shannon, you can tell Paul Ogia that we covered him. Here is Paul Ogia. This is a little bit lengthier of a clip, but it's not too long. So stick with us. Welcome to Paul Ogia, where a former Christian takes a look at the claims of Christians. But before we get to that, I wanted to tell you a little bit about me, my journey, my goals for this channel, and why my first focus is creation today and a certain Eric Hovind. Raised in a Christian home, I was a believer and follower of Jesus for over three decades. I attended a Bible college and was later active in youth ministry, encouraging hundreds of teens to memorize the Bible as divine words. I believed it. All of it. Despite my vague notions that science and religion had some areas of conflict, I was too busy with career, family, and church activities to investigate such things for myself. But my teachers, pastors, and Christian mentors declared victory with such great confidence, what was the point? If we were to just look at the evidence, everybody would be a creationist. That's right. And that's the truth. This was their job, and I assumed they'd obviously done their homework on this stuff. I was a busy guy, so I was happy just to sit in a desk or a pew and take their word for it. When science and the Bible clash, the Bible ultimately wins, so they told me. Trust us on this. The end. Until one day, I was innocently researching ancient eras for a graphic novel I was writing. For the story, I needed to know the scientific consensus as to when dinosaurs went extinct. 65 million years ago, Google told me. Okay. To appeal to the broadest possible audience, I went with the science in my writing. But I made a mental note to cycle back someday to clear up this cognitive dissonance that was creating. All right. Um... 
Sorry, guys. Um, all right. So I think Paul Ogia is an evidentialist activist. Okay. I, I, I think that he is um, trying to interact with arguments and stuff. The, here's the problem, though. Now, it's a little bit mixed bag with Paul Ogia because he, he focuses a lot on young earth creationism. And again, I've said this many times, so many people say, well, respond to this person, respond to this person. And if all they're talking about is the evolution, young earth creationism debate, I'm not that interested. Right. Um, so that, because first of all, a lot of the stuff that is on Paul Ogia's channel or Prophet of Zod or some of these other people, um, that's just about evolution. It's, I mean, it, it's irrelevant to me insofar as evolution being true would not hurt Christianity in the least. I realize that atheists wish it would, and they think they found ways that it would, and most of them trace it back to a particular understanding of original sin among several that are all orthodox. Um, so I, I get that you want it to. I'm getting a little snarky, aren't I? I get that you want it to, and I get that some Christians think it absolutely is the be-all, end-all, but both sides are wrong about that. So the, so a lot of that stuff I'm just not interested in. Now, he does say a lot. Um, he does say a lot about the resurrection, and he yeah. has talked about the theistic arguments. One of my early videos was responding to him on the Kalam cosmological argument. But um, when it comes to the resurrection issues, he has done quite a few videos that deserve to be responded to. And I actually did one, one of my favorite videos is the one where I made the cartoon Braxton, you know, to put yeah. on the thumbnail because he uses a cartoon image of himself. Uh, that's uh, responding to, to him on that. I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting. What I so, found interesting is the Rhett and Link thing was almost a plagiarized job of his story because of the same types of issues that they talked about with science and, and, and Christianity and all of that stuff. Yeah. I almost thought that that similar aspects is like, yeah, and I think, hold on, I yeah. think Shannon Q jumped the gun a little bit because I think she, by her comment, thinks that what I'm saying is that he only focuses on the creationism debate. But remember, I was saying a lot of his stuff is focused on that. But I just said that he focuses on the resurrection stuff. And, um, and, and, and yeah, the martyr stuff, that's all wrapped up with the resurrection debate too. And the theistic arguments. But I'm just saying a huge chunk of his channel that's devoted to the young earth creationism that partly led to his questioning further um is is not appropriate for my channel yeah. so um so anyway uh i mean it's appropriate but it's not my thing I, i'm not interested in it that much. they're mostly arguing over here at this point um but uh, <laughs> yeah. all right so uh let's so no, but, cameron but, still has better hair but, than everyone in the chat channel right now including so. shannon q yeah wow wow that's what your wows should have been saved yeah for. his his um, but so anyway, uh, so Paulogia has been nice with me. You know, I made a video about him that I was talking about. I emailed him back or uh, DM'd him back and forth about it. He yeah. got back with me, very nice. Um, you know, so that's important. All right, so let's. Yeah, I think he gets a lot of viewers just for the cool little cartoon thing yeah well and that, that is a relevant point to make that yeah. for you church folks out there that think that um youtube you're, you're underappreciating what's going on on youtube none less than william lane craig did devote two episodes shannon at least one episode 
to responding to Paulogia. And uh, and I res- I have responded to yeah, even. <laughs> I mean, if William Lane Craig, you know, I mean, he's just Craig, but so, Braxton has even and, condescended from his perch. And apparently, him. and apparently, uh, he's debating or has debated Sean McDowell today. I, yeah, it's an interesting day for worldview discussions. All right, let's move on from Paulogia. But I just want you to know that sort of content is out there. Yeah. Um, holy Kool Aid! Now, somebody will have to correct me on this if I'm wrong, but I think I remember back and I couldn't find the video to figure this out. I think his parents were in ministry or are in ministry or were missionaries or something. Yeah. And he was raised in another country for part of his youth. I think. Um, I don't know. But let's go to Holy Kool-Aid now. I began putting out I've YouTube never videos to help myself and others to make sense of difficult issues in a world of manipulation and deception. I finally had a truly independent life of curiosity, discovery, and wonder. And I wanted more than anything to share it. I want you to be free, whether it's an authoritarian regime, a fundamentalist religious institution, or an abusive partner. Cult-like manipulation tactics are all around us, and the only way that we can inoculate ourselves from their control is through free thought and critical thinking, questioning everything. No idea is sacred. No human above questioning. If something is true, it will hold up to scrutiny. But those who deflect or avoid said scrutiny usually have something to And by asking questions, we can free ourselves of superstition, dogma, and psychological control. You can be free. Dare to be curious. And don't drink the Kool-Aid. Okay, so not sure if he was raised by missionaries. It sounds like Paul, I don't... Shannon, are you talking about Paul Loge? Oh, no, Thomas. Yes, they were missionaries and he lived in Russia. Okay, great. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say this is a this I, I've never heard of this ch- channel. That I I guess just to make the video lo- almost one point seven five hours. You, I've never heard of this person. So now we're responding to people. I don't know, um, but you hear that a lot. So I can't speak specifically to this, but you hear that a lot about oh well, atheism. We're the bastion of free thinking. No, hardly. We're the bastion of critical thought. And <laughs> so what I always find it funny that. That when it comes to cult-like behavior, the fact that they're worse than the Republican and Democrats with all their talking points on every news station that you go to, they're all saying the same things. At the, that, that's that's what you get. There's very there, there's so much groupthink and there's so much uh, a lack of critical thought. Um, well, and, to, to, and, and the idea that oh, we're not free thinkers. Uh, to be a free thinker, you have to think exactly like that. Those who claim to be free thinkers, sorry, it doesn't wash. Well, but that is a common tactic that you find with with a lot of these YouTube atheists is that, oh, well, you can have free thought. Here, no, you have to... We'll see when we get to Dillahunty how trapped and small your thought world has to become in order to sustain your atheism. But uh, that is a common tactic that you hear on a lot of these atheist YouTube channels is how, oh, you can break free and, 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 and apply critical thinking as if no one else does. And they're actually bad at it. And then you, then you can you be a free thinker, but... You know, David Wood and, and uh, John McRae have totally, they have some funny videos about the ironically uh, claimed free thought that they all don't have. But it's it's a common tactic that they use. Well, first of all, yeah. let's be clear that most of your atheist uh, materialists are, and I think they, to be consistent, must be um, determinists. Yeah. And if you're a determinist and libertarian freedom is not a part of reality, in your opinion— if you're right, then you, the last thing you are is a free thinker. It's literally impossible for you or anyone else to be a free thinker because all of your thoughts are determined. Yeah. Secondly, I would say, if the idea is, well, yeah, but we don't have some authoritative church or scripture or whatever 
that we have to appeal to for these sorts of things. Everyone, everyone has authorities. Yeah. Whether those authorities are imposed or self-imposed, whether it is someone who is imposed over you like some sort of a sovereign that then forces you to do something or whatever, or you've decided about Neil deGrasse Tyson, for example, or Richard Dawkins that they're, or Hitchens, um, more appropriately, probably that they are your, that you, you're going to, ch- I just heard cosmic skeptic talking on Cameron Bertuzzi's show about how for a lot of atheists, I don't want to misquote him. And this is a paraphrase. So if I get it wrong, but he's like, I, he said, I'd gotten to the point where I don't, I think he said he was almost to the point where like, if Hitchens said it, you almost just want to take him at his word because you agree with him on so many other things. Yeah. So we all have, but he said he did challenge those thoughts and yeah. he did he made a video where he disagreed with Hitchens. But the point is everyone has authorities. What are you talking about? What do you mean? Everyone has authorities, whether they're self-imposed or imposed. So uh, important point to make. So this free thinking business, right? It's not. And do you realize. But it's a common tactic. You cannot at the same time say we're the free thinkers and you guys are forced to believe a certain thing and then talk about all the different branches of Christianity and how they don't agree with each other. Like, do you see the problem with, with that sort of. All right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's let's move on to um, let's see. That was Holy Kool. Oh, what about Holy Kool Aid? So Holy Kool Aid is important because not only are there parallels uh, in terms of the different types of atheist ministries out there versus Christian ministries and atheist apologists versus Christian apologists, there's also a parallel in terms of how people come to um, what their background is. And so you have people like Matt Dillahunty who say I was training to be in the ministry, and you have people like. Um, Holy Kool-Aid, who say, I was raised by missionary parents. And yeah, I mean, I I don't mean he says that like I don't believe him. I believe him. So they all have these backgrounds. So when when you are approaching people, don't approach. I would think the atheists would appreciate me saying this. Don't approach with this assumed narrative about how and why they got to where they got. And don't have this assumed narrative about their background or how much scripture they know or how much they know about Christian theology. Don't come in with all of that. Now, I'm making a short video for next week about uh, atheists who say that they um, know more about Christianity than most Christians do. And depending on the atheist, they might. But just as a Christian coming to YouTube, don't assume certain, you know, this whole narrative about someone's life. This guy's raised by missionaries. All right. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Next one. I just finished my first year studying philosophy and theology at Oxford University. Many people have asked what it's like to study theology as an atheist, and it's actually wonderful. I have nothing but appreciation for my excellent tutors. And a modern theology degree is technically a theology and religion degree, and is suitably secular in its nature. It feels more like studying religion than studying God. And the degree is broad enough to tailor it to your own interests, such as when I convince my tutor to let me spend a week with my nose in the novels of Dostoevsky, instead of some dry Russian mysticism that he'd originally intended. But unavoidably, this year I also had to spend a great deal of time reading some of the theological classics. All right, so... Gotta get my timing better, Pritchett. But, um, so now, let me open up on him. Cosmic Skeptic, I think, honestly, of the the atheist YouTubers with which I'm aware, I think this one probably is likely is most likely to become a, a Sam Harris, Richard Dawkins, Daniel Dennett type, like one of the one of the one of the guys that you're going to hear about. One of the brights, one of the next generation. One of the brights, brights, right? Yeah. One of you know, like the new atheism. I think if he'd been a certain age, he'd have been in it. 
Yeah. Um, I, I mean, he's studying at Oxford. He's studying theology, which, which, and we'll philosophy. Stop right there, which I very much appreciate, and I have, I have said for since we've been doing this that I, I, I wish more uh, atheists would get into theology and and not just read and and repeat what you hear other atheists say about theology, but get a book on Christian theology or read the church fathers or whatever, uh, at least like Augustine or um, I should say Augustine uh, or uh, Aquinas or something and do serious business with it. I like that he does that, um, you know, and then get maybe a modern theology book. I I, I had a conversation with uh, Cameron Bertuzzi about this, that you really should uh, get into that. And, and, and at least because it helps with doing the internal uh, uh, critiques of, of the Christian worldview. And it, it shows that you're actually intellectually curious after all, instead of just viewing the McNuggets of YouTube bumper stickers. But anyway, the, I appreciate this about uh, him. He, he's one of the only two or three, well, I've done three response videos, Pine Creek, uh, Godless Engineer, and um, uh, this one. So y'all are in the, the privileged few that, you know, when you talk about Braxton condescending himself to actually respond to certain people that William Lane Craig left on the table for, you know, there's only been three that I've responded to. So you, you three are, are, are extra special, but I appreciate him for actually taking an interest in theology. What that also means though, is that there is an audience for that where there are atheists that not many, but a few that do take theology serious. And one of the things uh, about that, that, that pastors and, and, um, other ministry types and, and budding uh, YouTube apologists and so forth should, should consider is that you better know your stuff too, because there are a dime a dozen for all the atheists who claim that they know the Bible better than uh, most Christians because they can Google the anonymous uh, skeptics Bible or whatever. But well, I, hold on a second. I got a point about but, that, but most don't. So, but there are some who do. So that there are a lot of Christians. There are a lot of Christians yeah. who are raised in a particular brand of Christianity. And then as they don't become atheists, but like as they get through higher education and they kind of get some independence and they think for themselves a little more than they did and all that, they their theological positions change and they realize that there are a lot of different doctrinal positions that, they, that are all orthodox. It's not like there's this big, look, the orthodox Christian, do your thing. Two, two, one Bible, two testaments, what, what three creeds, three creeds, four, four councils, councils, and the and first five centuries of the Christian faith. Yeah, yeah. There, Orthodox Christianity is Orthodox Christianity. Yeah, but there are doctrinal positions that people grow into and change and move. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why to say I was raised in the church until I was twenty-five years old, so I know all about Christianity. I've got it all figured out. There are people who've been in the church for sixty years who are who are tweaking their understandings of things. And a right. lot of positions that you don't even become aware of um, until later on in life when you've when you've studied more, read more books. Anyway, yeah, but uh, the but the on. point is is that while most atheists who claim they know the Bible better than most Christians actually don't, uh, I wish theology and biblical literacy was up across the board. Uh, there are some like this who do, and they do take the ideas seriously because they're intellectually curious enough to explore them, even at uh, uh, the highest levels of. of the halls of Oxford. Yeah, uh, I, I think that which, cosmic which whatever. Skeptic yeah, but is. I do appreciate that about them. And so, Christian apologists and pastors and youth ministers and, and all that, 
you need to make sure that your Christians aren't um, in the camp who know less than atheists do. Um, now, the typical atheist won't know any more than, than your, your people in your church, but there are some who will, and no Christian should know less than other atheists except for, you know, I, I, I understand Bart Ehrman is going to know more about the New Testament and its background than an average churchgoer, but for a lot, a lot of the atheists out there who do take an interest in theology uh, and do take an interest in actual uh, biblical exegesis, not... I'm going to quote a Bible verse and say what I think about it without knowing anything about it. But people who actually, and there are atheists who do understand proper hermeneutics, uh, not many, uh, but there are some who do. And you want to make sure that you know as much or more than, than these type of atheists, especially the ones who are uh, in the process of getting an education and formal education in areas of theology, because that will only strengthen their internal critiques. Um, and yes, we do, and, and I think, no, don't say anything, presuppositionalists do internal critiques of other worldviews better than a lot of other apologetic methodologies. And that's good, too, that we have that in our toolkit, but you still do need to give an answer when people do internal critiques of our worldview and of our theology and of our doctrine and our exegesis of certain pa passages. That's why we talk about theology, and that's why we have Bible studies on our on our channel, not just talk about atheism 24-7, because all of it's important. Right, and we thank you so much, Adam, for that super chat. He says he wants to be a mod. I am happy to make you a mod. Now, I'm not... Why would you want to work that hard? ...clever enough to figure out how to do it, like, right now, but I will, after this video is done, make you a mod maybe tonight. But thank you so much for that, Adam. I so appreciate it. You need to check out the True ID uh, YouTube channel. Um, and, and subscribe there because great stuff and stuff that we don't cover and probably won't cover on Trinity Radio. Yeah, and I, I'm going to be on it next week. So that's... Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Great. That's great. I've got to do better than I would ask Shannon yeah. that I would tell Shannon she ought to have you on except for the fact that I think she only stayed through her and Paulogia and now she's left along with Godless Engineer. They but, left after their, their mm. right, narcissism. Yeah, That would demonstrate maybe a certain yeah. level. Yeah. All right, uh, so let's see. And he turned... Pine Creek off the second Pine Creek switched to Sean McDowell. <laughs> but I, I wanna, it's everywhere. I want to. I want to say here. I want to say about Cosmic Skeptic. Yeah. I think this is a guy. Uh, frankly, I think some of his um, biblical knowledge um, needs to improve. But I do think this guy is aware of the philosophical landscape here. Uh, he tries to engage with the arguments. I think he is currently the best among YouTubers atheist YouTubers who are evidentialists. Now, when I say that, um, no, she's back. Uh, when I say that, I don't mean to, to, you know, be discourteous to anyone else. I, I just think that I, I just think that he is. Now there are other people who might be better atheist evidentialists on YouTube, but yeah. among YouTubers, right? That's a different sort of thing. Right. All right. So let's go on to a channel that every pastor, youth pastor, parent, friend, Christian ought to know about. The atheistic because you can't know and I can't know. And all I'm saying is I'm not convinced that you're correct, which means of the two of us, I'm the only one that's close to being possibly right. That is Matt Dillahunty. The guy um, that you whooped up on in uh, Waco, Texas, right? You're talking about the War of Waco? Yeah, where you just totally... I have the War of Waco. Trounced him. I, I, I have the War of Waco. I have... Uh, the Battle of Baltimore with Paul Cooper yeah. and the Dade County duel. 
Yeah. In Miami. <laughs> it was funny. We were making the memes uh, of the, the, you know, the sounds of music lady with his face on it with going, I don't know. It's it just, it's so right. Um, all right. So but it's, it's effective. That's why he has a big audience. It's effective. Yeah. Because what he, he, he doesn't want to get into arguments because he doesn't have any. Uh, he doesn't like to spend too much time critiquing other arguments because every time you get your, your repost to come back, you totally gets shredded. So what his ultimate thing is, this is a popular, it's become, because he's popular, this method has become popular. I don't know, and because I don't know, and I don't know what it would take for me to ever know, I don't think you can know either, so... So what? Quick question here. Let's do a little apologize. Because no matter what you say, nothing you say will ever be good enough. Because he'll say, well, I, I don't know what it will take, but that's not it. So all it is is, is autobiography. Um, it's not argument, but it's autobiography. And for some people, they think that, oh, that's, that's, that's a good way to not believe in God. Just Benjamin yeah. says, can God allow unlimited evil and still remain good? And since I'm agnostic, will God let me into heaven if I ask? And if he doesn't, does that mean he has limit to his mercy? So let me give a little bit of Christian theology here. Um, the idea is that God is both just and loving. And so because mankind has sinned, and however you uh, shape that up, mankind has sinned and fallen. And as a result of the fact that everyone has and will sin, um, except Jesus, <laughs> Um, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Because we sin, we need a Savior. And the just penalty for our sin is separation from God. Yeah. The problem is, or the, the good thing is, that because God loves us, He wants to find a way. I say find a way, He doesn't have to think about it. But He wants to provide a way that we can, that He can live with us forever. And there can be a situation of love your neighbor as yourself and love your Lord your God, uh, and yet still remain just, which is tough, right? So the... The idea is that there is an ultimate everlasting um, person that pays that everlasting penalty on our behalf because he became a man. So he's paying it on the half of men, of mankind. He pays that price for mankind, and then God is able to be both loving and just. And uh, if, in order for you to take advantage of that, Benjamin, you need, to, you need to do it the way that God has provided for, so that that justice and that love can both, both be true in the fullest sense. And the way you do that, of course, is to, um, is to place your faith in Christ, repent of your sins, turn to Jesus. And that would be the answer to that. Now, as to the question, we'll get, there, we'll get there. As, yeah. to the, as to the question of unlimited evil, evil will not persist in an unlimited way. That, the end of the story is that God will vanquish evil. So I think those are answers from Christian theology. Hopefully that will... Um, Matt Jackson. All right, so Matt Jackson said it gives us twelve dollars. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. What's so up, much. good people? I'll put that up on the screen. I really appreciate yeah. that. And um, what's this super chat? A hundred somethings. Is that a hundred dollars? Surely not. A hundred dollars from Silas Recent re uh, revert to the Catholic Church here after twenty-five years of atheism. Amen. Really enjoy your content. Keep up the good work. Thank you so so much. I don't know. Yeah. It says a hundred got the dollar sign a hundred dollars yeah hundred dollars sheesh man yeah i feel like hugging somebody but social distancing thank you so much i appreciate that and listen um while we while we are not where you are in terms of catholicism um our apologetics are going to be very similar in 
in most respects as it relates to yeah atheism. and i'm the most catholic friendly christian there is it's not catholic so i'm an ecumenical so yeah i mean we, I, we have serious my, my standard is 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 one bible two testaments three creeds four councils and consists of the first five centuries <laughs> So we, we, we do think that there are serious discussions Maybe. that need to be had on that issue, but we um, ain't ate up about them, but, and we have we have videos on that and you've probably seen them. Yeah. All right. So, uh, let's see, uh, let's, let's get back to things. We're almost done here with the list. Uh, oh, atheist. So, so atheist experience is a channel that is probably one of the most well-known, uh, atheist channels because as a group of different people that come on there, it's from the atheist community of Austin. And um, it really is, I think, responsible for Matt Dillahunty. It's his origin story yeah. is the atheist experience. And they they do real well because they take calls and then they respond to these callers. Um, and so so be aware that that's out there and be aware that if you go on YouTube and type atheist, one of the first things you're going to get is the atheist experience. Yeah, and I think he's been uh, he's probably been a lot more effective than the older uh gener the the not generation but the the uh the four horsemen types the dawkins and and um harris and hitchens and dennett right um i think i think dillahunty has been way more effective than those oh i think were. i think dillahunty i'm gonna say it right here because i think that dillahunty is like hitchens in many respects and better yeah, I think that Dill Hunty is better than Hitchens, and, and he's certainly a lot more effective for the cause of atheism. Because one thing that Dill Hunty doesn't get that the Four Horsemen now three with that, you know, is that there are a lot the atheists like Dawkins and Harris and Dennett, uh, less so with Dennett than Harris and Dawkins, but still to some degree Dennett just because of all the things that he's got his toes in, um, in the philosophy and scientific arenas. Uh, Dillahunty doesn't get as much criticism from fellow atheists, I don't think, as people like, certainly Dawkins gets the most, and Sam Harris would probably be second, and Dennett, Dennett gets criticism in academic circles and journals more, but um, Dillahunty avoids the criticism, so when you Google Dillahunty, you get less home team, you know, intermural squabblings with, with Dillahunty than you will find, you can find relatively easy articles on the internet about why this atheist thinks Sam Harris is wrong and why this atheist thinks Richard Dawkins is way out of his depth and all that kind of stuff. Dillahunty avoids all of that and can still have as big of an audience he has and be more effective because he's not having to deal with, you know, uh, his own people knocking him a few rungs down the ladder. So, yeah. I think that's has helped his cause and his audience grow and expand and his influence in the atheist community expand the way it is because he gets less criticism and critiques from other atheists, unlike those prior atheists who rose to prominence 10, 20 years ago. Right so, on. Good, yeah. good commentary there. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say, I put it back up on the screen because uh, Matt Jackson's channel is also great. And I think he's going through some things where he's trying to, update the channel and, and a lot of it's just audio, but it is on YouTube. But then there are some videos, yeah. but, um, I, really smart guy. We did a video with him and, uh, Adam Coleman, who also gave a super chat. Um, hey, Adam, you're a really smart guy too. He didn't say it. So I'll say you're it. a really smart guy, Adam. You're really smart. 
I mean, probably not as smart as Matt Jackson, but... Hey, everyone who thought to turn up to this live stream is really smart. Yeah. Um, all right, so appreciate you guys. Now, let's let's finish this. We got two more, or three more. All right, here's Jacqueline Glenn. Been around for a while. My doubt probably started whenever I was in high school because one of my best friends was gay. And I never in my life, even whenever I was at my most right-wing, most evangelical point, did I ever discriminate against people who were gay because that was a normal thing to me because my best friend was gay and whenever people discriminated against him it just it did not make sense so to see other people use the very religion that i held so near and dear to my heart to bash someone that i was also very close to i just couldn't reconcile that okay now the reason i highlight this one is because for one thing jacqueline glenn i think has been around a lot longer than some of the atheist youtubers i've interacted with mm -hmm. Um, and she uh, has a lot of really entertaining, well-produced content. She's funny. Um, and she, uh, Jacqueline Glenn, uh, <laughs> oh, hold on just a second. While we're, before we get into Jacqueline Glenn too much, um, thank you, Shannon Q, for the uh, $2 Canadian. Uh, for Those but, aren't worth anything, are they? <laughs> I think it's slightly worse, less than American, oh, okay. but yeah, <laughs> U.S. But still, nonetheless, if somebody gives me a dime, I'm happy. Right. So thank you, Shannon. Is that I had the best? That. You have pretty good hair, Shannon, but it's just Cameron's is on a whole other level from all of us people. So. Oh man. Well, all right. So. But you second best. I'll give you that. But you know. That's that's. That's good. something I mean, left to aspire to. Right. Um, but so anyway, what, what am I saying? Who am I talking about? I mean, if Paul Logia was here, he would agree with me that Cameron is the best one of everybody. Wow, on that's YouTube. that's yeah. saying something. So, all right. His words was Jack, on point. So Jacqueline Glenn. So Jacqueline Glenn. Um, she she doesn't she's not an evidentialist. She's no. she's a popularizer of some sort. She's an activist. Um but the reason I mention her is because as you hear, at least one of, if not the initial thing that began to really make her question, according to that video, is that she uh, noticed she, she had problems so with I the biblical teachings story. about homosexuality. Yeah. And the reason I, I point this out is when you, when you, if you're someone who wants to interact and have a ministry on YouTube and respond to um, YouTubers, or you know people that are really on here a lot, the reality is that um, that homosexuality, you need to have prepared responses on homosexuality and what you want to say and how you're going to defend what, what your position is. Because I think really that wow. is one of the major motivators or, and I understand I'm going to, I'm going to steal man, the atheist here for a second. I think that they would say, that's not why she became an atheist. But that is one of the things that initially caused her to question. And then maybe she got into the evidence and all that kind of stuff. Fine. Fair enough. But it's such a motivator yeah. that, that we need to be prepared for that. Because here are the two options that, that Christians who are dealing with that same kind of thing that she went through. These are two options. Liberal Christianity, which if you go to those churches, you'll find that nobody's there but about three, three or four other people. Um, liberal Christianity, and then you're like, well, they don't believe any of this stuff either. Or, you know, reject the face altogether and go to either some sort of paganism or you go to some sort of atheism. Uh, those are your two options, and and uh, clearly most people do not choose liberal Christianity. So as much as they try to, what I'll say it, pander to the LGBT community, nobody, they, no nobody's buying it, right? It's like you don't believe that Bible, I don't believe that Bible either because of the way it 
supposedly handles what my friends and all of this. So they obviously the the YouTube atheist uh, or or some sort of paganism probably for the most part is where where they where they end up because those are the only two options. Yeah, I mean honestly, with, with, with the reason these like liberal yeah. churches are dying is because frankly, I here's where I think the atheists will agree with me. It's like if I came to believe that the Bible is bunk and this stuff really isn't kind of true. And you don't really, believe it's either, but you're then I'd be there. like, well, then why am I bothering? Yeah. And why are you bothering? <laughs> you know, why are yeah, why, why, hey, not just why am I bothering, but now why am I bothering further? Right? Yeah. <laughs> and why are these Episcopalians bar- bothering when they don't believe it either? I'm just going to yeah. go home. And so that's that's kind of what happens. Um, I think that what what is interesting about her video is the, the language. Now, she's a lot younger than I am. Just you're sort of younger than I am, but she's way younger than Oh, it's both technically of us. objectively the case. I'm yeah. younger than you are. But, uh, not as much younger than me than she is. Oh. So she's part of a, a whole other generation. And I've never met a single Christian in her generation anywhere on the planet that I've traveled. And you and I are well-traveled. Uh, we've been to a lot of places, been to a lot of churches. And I, the, the young kids, they're, I'm sorry, I, I think words like bashing is a little bit hyperbolic because I've never met these people who bash gay people in the church. Um, I, I hear they're there. I mean, there are those people now in my generation, the kind We're not of saying there aren't those people. Yeah, there are those, but people. I'm saying, I'm saying I see more Christians that age bending over backwards to show that they're not that way than I do have ever seen anyone that way. Now, when I was young, I did see a few. I've, I've seen one. Yeah. I've seen a few when I was young who, Oddly enough, look like Godless Engineers parody of a fundamentalist preacher, uh, and and they drop the the um, uh, the colorful metaphors that you would use for homosexuals all the time. And I I don't they they were that way, and they they were very disparaging towards the the gay community. Um, but I've met no one Shannon Q's or not Shannon Q, but uh, what's her name? Jacqueline Jacqueline Glenn's age in the church that are actually bashing. What, what what we commonly hear from people in her generation is that bashing. Right, what was the other term she used there in that video? I don't. They remember. bash and they were discriminating. Discriminating. What that means? Well, discriminate is a very broad word. Right. Uh, when, when when it comes to vegan food or a steak, I'm I discriminate. No to the vegan food. I'm going to eat the steak. So uh, so who knows what that means? But what she probably means it in the most harshest way. And bash is self-explanatory. Um, but typically for ki- people that age, they use that language because for them, bashing is you disagree with my opinions, right? And discriminate is you disagree with my opinions. Well, let's. Uh, and so I, I want. You don't I, think she's old enough to have seen that in large measure in the church, right? And I don't think that I am either. I've seen very few, uh, and I'm from Arkansas, remember? But and I've seen very few. You said you've seen one. Uh, now I'm pretty sure in prior generation. I mean, think about the movies that we watched, right? They used the F A G G O T word in movies like Bill and Ted's and The Breakfast Club and things like that, and they were never talking about. I'm gay actually people. glad. I'm going to yeah. say this: they I'm were not- never talking about gay people. They were always talking about other straight people with those terms. I'm actually, but they meant it in a derogatory. I'm way. actually glad. Yeah. I, I I noticed this some yeah. years ago that when I was a when I was a kid, we used to use that term just boys playing with, you know, as a, as a word that we use, yeah. I'm glad that, and it never, it never would have struck me as any, I am glad that now I hear that and I hear profanity. I'm gl- I'm glad because why would you, why Christians got no business 
talking like that, talking like right. that to using a word just to be offensive to someone that right. is absurd. But um, I want to say that while we believe that the Bible is true, we we do believe that there are uh, genre con- context things like that that we bring to bear on any particular passage. Yeah. And we have an episode or two where we talk about what we think about this subject. It's an right. it's an important discussion. Um, but and no. you should be able to have that discussion without being accused of being a bigot or a gay basher or whatever. So I, I had I, someone I, tell me yeah. you did the you did the kindest, most loving job of being a bigot that I've ever heard. <laughs> but anyway, let me say yeah. this before I forget. It's getting away from us here. So in Durish, uh, I, I've never tried to pronounce that, but you've shown up a lot in the live stream. And thank you so much. Wow. A hundred dollars. I think that's U.S., man. Again, thank you so much. Unbelievable. Figured it was Catholic Donation Day. Keep up the good work and thanks for getting me into that. We're not Catholic, but we'll take Catholic dollars. I, I, uh, keep up the good work and thanks for getting me into apologetics field. It's been the most rewarding spiritual time of my life. That really wow. means a yeah. lot to me. Uh, someone had said, was that you? I wonder, someone said earlier they went from atheist to agnostic to theist to Catholic. And um, I thought that that was a very interesting thing. We've actually talked about uh, the the how... Um, Evangelicals go to Catholicism, Catholicism goes to evangelicals, and atheists go to Catholicism or Eastern Orthodox or whatever. I think these liturgical things are, um, liturgical traditions are up on the upswing. So, um, very cool. My, my son, speaking of my son in, in the um, in the chat, he, he always wants uh, us to go visit di- different denominations because we've always gone to Baptist or non-denomination, which is another way of saying Baptist type churches. And my son's always wanting to go see uh, the Catholic Church and the Eastern Orthodox Church. And and I've been to those. He hasn't been to very many different denominations yet. So um, I, happy to happy to go visit. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but I do want to get back to, to well, Jacqueline. Well, before you get back to anyone, okay. let me say a couple of things, because I'm new to trying to wrangle things in the comments. And it's hard for me to keep track. Like, for example, I know there's an interesting discussion about homosexuality going on, and I can't even go look at it because I'm trying to hold on to these super chats so I can say something about them. I'm not as talented as Shannon Q and Godless Engineer, these people that do it all the time. So MJ Jackson, Steve McRae is always critiquing Bill Hunty. That's absolutely right. And again, we're in the Steve McRae. Wait, Steve McRae? No, I'm thinking of John McRae. Steve McRae. You're talking about the agnostic Steve McRae. Yeah. yeah, okay. He criticized. Well, that's that's good. I'd like to I'd like to see some atheist critique of of, of Nevertheless, of I am wearing John McRae's t-shirt. Yeah, John McRae. Okay. Now, there was, a, there's there was another, another one, one down yeah. here. Let me get these because I really appreciate somebody's thumbings down. You know, I, I don't know why you, you guys are thumbing hey, down. Hey, there's uh, Th- Canadian, more Canadian Monopoly money. I don't know why you guys are thumbs downing. Not uh, as rich Jack or generous as the Catholics. Yeah. Uh, Tatiana says, not as rich or generous as the Catholics. It's not about that. We're just appreciating it's that you're not here. a competition. Listen, we don't expect anybody to ever give us anything. Right. So when they do, we're just blown away by it. All yes. right. Thank you. Nor do Tatiana. we require it. We will still continue to make content. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Tatiana. Elbow bumps. Um, yeah, also, Tatiana so is one of the people that was partially responsible for getting me on David Wood's channel. Oh, cool. I appreciate that. So, uh, look, we got 53 thumbs up for us, Jonathan, and two thumbs down for the atheists that we're critiquing. Oh, there so, you go. Is that uh, how that works? That's how that works. Okay. So, uh, no, just say they're thumbing me down. I'm, I, whenever I'm in the video, your thumb down goes up. So, so I don't know. I, Whoa, oh, there, there's there, another there, one here. Right there. All right, what's, what's the, the takeaway? Take Super chat, what's the takeaway? Have either of you watched Democracy of the Dead? I'm actually reading a book called Theology and the Democracy of the Dead, but I don't think it has anything to do with what you're uh, talking about. Two Christians who delve and uh, academic philosophical literature. Smart guys need more exposure. Well, um, 
Uh, not yeah. familiar with it, but we're two smart guys that need more exposure. Sure, but I'll <laughs> go check that out. <laughs> but thank you for the $5. Yeah, we'll and I'll be able to remember that because I'm reading the, um, um, that book. Um, but all right, I think we're time. caught up there. Uh, Man, okay. Um, yeah, so let's let's hit the last. So Jacqueline Glenn. Yeah, but Poppy, very, very powerful she, she's the exit pop- story for Christianity. is. Yeah. In fact, it's very similar to yours because you got into apologetics because you had a, a gay friend who started challenging your beliefs. You've told that story on previous episodes yeah so, so it, that's a very hot button issue right still a friend yeah. still still a friend still a friend to see i'm not Catholic. he doesn't call him a bigot but youtube atheist commenters call right. him a bigot uh justin brown i'm not catholic but feeling ecumenical happy donation day <laughs> yeah we're not catholic either we're happy that the catholics are uh, now, now i'm gonna have to protestant shame you you protestants out there for not you got to rise to the level of the we're, tr- we're trying to get through this i know that it's been a long episode we're about a we're, we're gonna get to what she, she knew it. Yeah. Shannon she called, called it. it. She yeah. called it. She's all right. So, uh, just, just to jump right in, uh, I'm an atheist, by which I mean, I mm-hmm. don't believe there's any reason to believe in the existence of God. Could you tell me what reasons you believe there are? And then I'd like to tell you my position on those reasons. And I'd like to hear your thoughts on my position. What's interesting to me about T-Jump, we recently did a video on T-Jump. I did. Um, I call him T-Slump because like you, he slouches. and has I'm not slouch. Am I slouching? Is this yes. a slouch? Gosh. T jump is, um, uh, yeah. He's a, what he is is he's a sophist, okay? And like Plato, I wouldn't go that far. And like, I wouldn't go that like far. Plato, you should be like Plato. You should dismiss the sophists because they just don't say anything but what comes out of their mouth. Uh, that time they're willing to say anything just to entertain an audience, whether it's complete I, nonsense or not. And not my assessment. This is my assessment. He is, and well. Uh, Miguel Benitez shares that assessment and several other uh, apologists share that assessment. It's just spewing uh, stuff for the sake of entertainment and ornamental rhetoric. And it's just, uh, I'm, I'm like Plato. Uh, I simply dismiss it. My position. And everyone should just dismiss it because it's just a lot of noise. For those who want to hear my full response on TJ, I have a video. But I should I- keep interrupting so that you don't have to because you're going to give it more credibility than it is warranted what i want to say is just what he does so that people know what he does is he he has a position that he calls um naturalistic pantheism and what he does is he takes whatever the christian wants to say in their argument for god so like if you take the kalam spaceless timeless non-material sufficiently powerful you know, he'll say, yeah, just apply all those things to, to the naturalistic pantheism. And then whatever you try to say in defense of um, God by way of this argument, just apply that back on, and, and he thinks it works as well on naturalism. So uh, some of the better responses to him that I've seen are the ones that... Are given um, by presuppositionalists like... One uh, of them is. Eli Ayala uh, did a good job with him where he, where he basically showed that doesn't fly because the natural preconditions for knowledge... Um, require God. Um, yeah. But I also thought Blake Genta, just a long ways back, I think, but I thought he did yeah. a pretty good job to try to show that with morality. Inspiring you philosophy. An inspiring philosophy. You, you kind of end up having to get to a personality, and that would be the primary distinction. Oh, between, and Tyler Vela, the guy in the, the Christian in the clip, he did pretty good too. So Yeah, yeah, Tyler did a good you job. You see, because yeah. what makes it do good is not because T-Jump says anything of substance. Very rarely does he. Now, he does on occasion, but not as often as he likes to think he does. But 
he's actually not even a good sophist because sophists actually did make some money for their 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 trade. He's not a sophist. But, yes, he is because he doesn't believe what he's spewing out. He just spews it out a, as a way. Uh, number one, to entertain, and, and two, to try to just grasp at whatever straw he can to not have to um, respond to, you know, with serious criticism of things that he actually believed. Sophists also spewed things that they didn't believe just for the sake of uh, rhetoric. Matt so, Jackson, what are you going to do when your wife finds out how much money you give to Trinity Radio? Oh, man, I love you, brother. Thank you so much. Yes. For the super yeah, the lazy boy. Uh, T-Jump is known uh, for always sitting in this um in this big lazy boy looking thing um that kind of looks like the hand of thanos or something yeah uh, is holding him but, uh, but i can't i can't watch much of his videos because i'm just like this is and you're like hey watch this watch what uh michael jones said to him and all and i'm like eh. i don't think i've ever said that but yeah, you I might have said, like, this is a cool video. Check it out. Yeah, you always do that. And I check out I think, some of I, You know, I'm shocked to hear myself say this. I think you're being too hard on T-Jump. No. No? <laughs> All right. I like T-Jump. I mean, it's nothing personal. I'm just saying he reminds me so much of a sophist who says, oh, and, and I, I remember uh, our friend Eric Hernandez talked to, to him, and he made some certain claims. I can't remember where they were. And I was like, did he give a source for that claim? Uh, some idea, some scientific experiment or something. And he said, no. I said, find out what that source was. And he came back and said, well, he saw it in a Netflix documentary. And I was like, okay, it, like I said, sophist. So it, stuff like that, just. So Josh Brown, now I include this one, uh, Josh, not Brown, Josh Bowen. Um, Digital Hammurabi is the channel. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, um, I include him because he's an academic and I want people to know that not only lean over, like we've been saying, they have a mirror for, for every Christian ministry, for their atheist ministries. And this is an example of, I don't know if he would call himself an atheist or an agnostic, but um, he is a, a, a very well-versed, well-read, knowledgeable in ancient languages, had a debate with Michael Brown on Modern Day Debate, I think last year. And very nice guy, um, interacted with him a little bit. Um, but I, I, so what I'm showing you here is not because of what he says, except to just give you a taste of the channel. Okay, so we've got my whiteboard here, like I always do. And uh, we're just gonna kind of walk through some of the things that Seau points out. So um, he begins talking about the definite article. And as we have all seen a thousand times, um, the definite article consists at its, you know, at its core, generally speaking, hey, pathak, doubling dot, or hey, patach, takesh, whatever. Yeah, so, I mean, it, now here's the, pro here's, just at, from a YouTube standpoint, so what happens is a lot of atheists will have him on their show, I think. He's most famously often on Scholar Fiction show. Um, I think he's been on lots of other shows. The, the thing about it is I think that's given him a, a relatively large YouTube following. He's got like something like 14,000 subscribers, which is great. Um, now, the, the channel views don't reflect that, and that's not his fault. Let me tell you why I think that is. He has the same problem that we had for a long time. And that is when you try to do something like teach people ancient languages, when you actually try to teach people stuff, like out. you really, like here's my whiteboard, I'm going to teach. Uh, that's the stuff I like. Like I can watch a bunch of his right. videos, but, uh, the, the people that subbed because they heard you on some other atheist channel and then go to your channel, 
they'll subscribe, but then, then they are they want, are they really wanting to watch that? Yeah. You know, now a lot of them are. So he does have plenty of uh, you know people that do view. But there's a there's there's a you know I'm just saying we have that same problem, Josh. We yeah. get it. We feel your. We, we feel. I, I when I when I released the other day, um, uh, the history of apologetics, and I was going over um, Anselm and Aquinas and Augustine and all this, and yeah, it didn't get nearly the views that. Yeah, here here's 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 the thing that I appreciate about uh, some of us uh, in this YouTube thing is I'm. I, Compared to a lot of these folks, we're we're new, and I'm certainly new. And and what some of us actually know the arena we're in, some of us don't quite appreciate the arena we're in. I know that this is fast food rhetoric. This is fast food dialogue. I know what we're doing in YouTube. Uh, Josh probably doesn't. He's probably more like Braxton, who doesn't quite get his head around the godless engineer knows his arena. Now, unfortunately he now wants to be taken more, uh, to a, to a different level. But the thing is, um, if there are people out there who will watch someone like this, Dr. Josh fellow, um, and they're going to be your more sophisticated atheist that, that Christian apologists, uh, are, that's the kind that apologists are engaging at the debate stage and engaging in uh, the academic writing and stuff. And they're going to have students in their universities and things like that who are going to be talking to your students uh, in your high schools and college and career classes and things like that for, for the pastors out there in the church. And so that that the people who can actually sit and watch uh, one of his videos for longer than 10 minutes before falling asleep or tuning out to go see what Godless Engineer is yelling about... Um, there is content there that's going to better prepare atheists to argue with Christians than you're going to find at some of these other channels that we've covered. And so like, so, so like the things with, um, the, the Oxford one, which one is he that I responded to? Alex O'Connor. Alex O'Connor and Shannon Q. Uh, the, this, this guy's another one that I'd say that I, I think about more as being effective, um, than some of the other ones that we've talked about today. Um, because they're, what, what he's going to do is he's going to prepare uh, those who are more interested in learning stuff than they are saying Sky Daddy 20 different times in your comment section. They're going to have something to say that's going to be effective against um, Christians. And they, the, someone like Dr. Josh, he could probably go toe-to-toe with you, uh, at least on some things, better than you know, non-academic types. Shannon so. Q's all about this guy. She's been, you know, posting up a storm since we got on Dr. Josh. But, uh, but listen, I, if you're an atheist, yeah. especially one of the atheist YouTubers, appreciate you guys showing up for this. Um, uh, and I, I want to say that this is a sampling of the landscape. There's a lot of people that you're like, well, why didn't you include this channel? Because they're not good enough. That's why. <laughs> Do better. Right. No. You be more relevant. I mean, if if I well, there were some here that I hadn't even no, heard there's of so. people that I that I could have talked about, like Rachel Oates. And there's people I could have talked about, but I just didn't get there. Now, here's the thing. You know more about these people than I do. Mr. The, atheist, the, the amazing atheist. The ones that I heard of that we covered, those are the ones that they actually need to. They're the ones that are you're going to stumble across first if you're, you know, just searching, if you're just searching. So they actually, I think, do. 
so I was being kind of facetious, but yet these are the ones that I think are going to be the first that you come into contact with if you start researching what YouTube atheism is all about and what everyone is viewing in the conversation back and forth between the atheists and the apologetics communities. So it's strategic, so. whether intentionally or not. It's a mirror image of what Christians have in terms of the types of channels that are out there. Um, sometimes the things you would not think are the most convincing or doubt-inducing, like flat mockery, yeah. sometimes even without anything behind it. Sometimes those kind of things are the most effective yeah. from the atheist perspective. And on the other hand, you have very nice, sweet, approachable people uh, like Dr. Josh, genetically modified skeptic, Shannon Q. And so that appeals to a different type of person. So you need to be aware of what's out there. Um, it's not just this sort of ambiguous amalgam of atheists that you think you have in your head. Don't, don't yeah. do that. So anyway, uh, listen, we've enjoyed this show. It's been really long. Uh, a lot of the super chats today. Really appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, really means a lot. And listen, we're going to be next time, hopefully have our audio straightened out. But thanks for staying with us. We've had fun today. Happy quarantine. Stay safe. Stay Corona free. And we'll see you next time on, on Trinity, Trinity Radio. <laughs>